we only we're good yeah that's all making it too. all right welcome back to the botch pod the botch pod the botch pod the botch pod the worst the worst the worst the worst podcast in the world Welcome back to the Botch Pod, the worst podcast in the world. Today, we have Jimmy Scott. Welcome, sir. Junior, got to add the junior. Oh, junior, my bad. <laughs> my dad is the original Jimmy Scott, so. Okay. Is your, is your son the third? No, he's Julian. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, my ex-wife did not want a Jimmy the third. So. Didn't want a third, huh? <laughs> Yeah, man. Honestly, I'm a junior. I don't know if I would name my... I mean, I would think about it, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, don't thanks know. for having me, guys. Appreciate well, thanks it. Thanks for coming through. You brought fucking snacks. That's what? what I do, man. Yeah. You know, so, I got to hey. come prepared. <laughs> Love the cotton candy stuff. You literally, the other day, you did uh, like a bucket of cotton candy. Yeah. And you poured and milk just, into it. Yeah, so what we got to do is get you, a, get you a cotton candy thing so you could pour the Sprite in there. Yeah, taste no, it. Sprite and cotton candy. Sprite and cotton candy. Cotton candy Sprite, it should be a thing if it's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happy to try it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we got to make it a thing. we got to keep pushing it. That's right. Um, so you were just saying you um, did 20 years as a... a surgical technologist, yep. Yeah. So that was 20 years of passing tools to surgeons. Um, I hated it all 20 years. But... Uh, I stuck with it. I became one of the best to do it, um, according to my peers and, you know, doctors and surgeons that I worked with. Um, but just because I was great at it, I just didn't like it, you know. Um, I felt caged in, boxed in, you know, being in an operating room. Some, one time I worked 28 hours straight because it's surgery. You can't just leave, right? So, um, you know, just being boxed in a room for eight, 8 to 24 hours a day was just Jesus. like just anxiety like I'm just too creative to be in this room you know just boxed in here so I need to be out there moving around and you know seeing what else is out there just being creative so right 28 yeah. hours straight fucking I got outside I didn't know where I parked it was just I just I remember just standing there like I don't even know where to go right now <laughs> just disoriented <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is crazy. So, yeah, man. I've seen it all. I've done um, every. You know, I've done it all. I just, I haven't. I've taken organs out, but I haven't done like transplants. I would say might be the, like the only thing I haven't done. It's got to be like a lot of pressure too. Oh my. Oh, God. it can definitely be a lot of pressure. I didn't turn mine off either, so. I, I, I guess. Have, I never have my ringer on. Maybe I should turn mine off real quick. Never ever have my <laughs> ringer on. And of course I have my ringer uh, on today when I think no one's going to talk to me. And then the problem is, is I'm not going to turn it on and people ain't going <laughs> to. Uh, no. So you did, you did 20 years doing that. And then what, what was it like transitioning from that to a full-time influencer? Well, I kind of started the process um, while I was there. I mean, it was a grind. I mean, working that full-time job and then... Uh, trying to create content. I was going hard on TikTok um, a couple years ago where I was doing two to eight videos a day. And um, it was it was tough. I mean, two to four hours of sleep for a year, you know, every night was, it was challenging. I look back at some of those videos and I could tell like I was sick looking, tired, just like skinny. Um, but I just knew that this is what I, that's what I want to do, you know. Um, so yeah it was it was a grind but yeah so the transition i had started and that's the thing like i'm all about playing the game you know i even though i didn't want to be there 
Um, I was like, this is what I got to do. I got to build these accounts so that I can eventually get paid for them, right? So um, that was my goal was to, you know, build the accounts and, um, you know, be able to use them as leverage to, you know, for promo and advertising other stuff and, and my own stuff. You know, as I, I looked at products too, like I'm known for hot sauce, so I looked at my own hot sauce soon, um, you know, merch and then... Uh, you know, we'll see what else what else comes of it. Hats, you know, I'm a hat yeah. guy, so you know, eventually I'd like to have my own hats and you know stuff like that. So yeah, there, I feel like there's kind of like two routes that creators can really take. It's like either you're you're selling your own stuff mm -hmm. or you're at like a billboard doing for promo, somebody. right? And so that's why I consider myself as a walking billboard. Mm -hmm. You know, um, mm -hmm. and I think that's what I'm starting to realize. You know, from you know, sometimes you can afford it, sometimes you can't, you know, and I think I just have to, what I'm realizing recently is, like, I just got to basically set my price and just know that, you know, I'm on a level at this point, and, you know, either, you know, you can afford it or you can't, you know. Exactly, yeah. So. That's hard, too. I feel like that's one of the hardest things, like, setting your price. For yeah. It, it's, it's kind of the wild, wild west, like. Yeah, no. and it's interesting. What I'm starting to realize, you know, now that I'm talking to a bunch of different brands and companies, is they're um, like a couple that I've talked to just like last week are like, oh, we just this is our first time working with an influencer. I'm like in 2023, like this is the first time, and like you're not like like Debella's, you know, Debella Subs. They got you know multiple locations and. Um, I just had know. them for the first time recently. Really? Yeah, Pretty so it's good. like Wegmans, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess Wegmans bought, I think Debella's was first, and then Wegmans like bought their bread recipe or something. Like, okay. I yeah. don't know if they're identical in their supply as far as like, do they get, do they get their meat and cheeses from the same spot? I don't know, but right. they're pretty much identical in the way they look. Um, yeah, I definitely. haven't had them enough to know if they're identical in taste, but they're pretty similar. Um, and then the other one is that I uh, worked with recently was Jersey Mike's. Okay. Um, and I'm actually just signed a contract for another video with uh, Charlie's Cheesesteaks and just realizing like all the different levels like Charlie's Cheesesteaks um, they uh, they they know they lowballed me on the number right and because they're basically like are you good with 600 to do it for $600 to do one video and I was like I was like, yeah, I'm good with that. And she was like, are you sure we're not lowballing you? So you know you are, right? Yeah. So, but then you go talk to somebody else, like, and then they're like, we'll give you 150. Or it's just like, mm -hmm. you don't even know the game right now. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Because they basically say 1% of your following is what you can charge, right? So for IG, I'm at like, what, 57,000 or something. So okay. that'd be like 570 just to do a video. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then you got the other variables of engagement and how real your following is and that. Um, I did have a situation where I paid uh, this marketing company um, like $800 for the month. And I thought they were going to help me with like what hashtags to use. It was actually when I was doing sneaker fridges um, to like showcase your sneakers. So I was taking a refrigerator. I took a refrigerator and painted it. And I still wanted, I got another one in the house that I want to do. I want to do like a red, white, and blue one to like pitch to like for man caves or something. But not only sneaker fridges, but to also be able to use it. So you can do, you could use it as a sneaker fridge or you can actually use it. So um, I was thinking about doing like a red, white, and blue one for like man caves, garages, you know, for Bills fans or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's what I thought I was hiring this company for. And it ended up being, you know, the whole BS of like 
paying for followers and stuff because just the way it was working, like it was a lot of botted accounts. And mm -hmm. so my account um, was having these weird numbers and I tried to explain to the guy, like I already have success doing this. So what, I'm not here for my account to look good and to have followers. I need real people because I need real people going to restaurants. I need real people buying the food, right? So yeah. I need it to be real and legit. And it just wasn't the case. So I ended up hitting them up and like three different times over the course of three weeks, I hit them up with questions like, this isn't right. Like, I know what this is, this is not right. So I got all these likes and the likes are coming before the views and like, it doesn't make sense. So last time I hit them up, I was at about 35,000 followers. I told them, I said, listen, I said, I'm getting 10,000 likes a post and I'm getting the views. I said, but my account's not growing. This doesn't make sense. If all these new people are seeing my account, I should be getting new followers. It's just a numbers game, right? Yeah. You get a million views, you're going to gain followers. So um, I hit them up and I was like, my account's not growing. So 15 minutes after I sent him that text, my account went from 35 to 44,000. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and so then I hit him back and I was like, come on, bro. I was like, stop messing with my account. I was like, how do we stop? Get me out of this. And so that at that point, it was like, all right, I had to take that L, unfortunately, because, you know, anybody's like you bought followers. It was never the intent. Um, but I'm back on track now. And, I, you know, it was. Obviously, you like to see that 10,000 likes a post, but if it's not okay. real, then it's not real. Like, right, you know? it doesn't so, help with traction. Yeah. It just helps so, with appearance. Right, and so I would say 9,000, you know, of my 50, 57 was from a mistake that I made by hiring this company, but, um, you know, from 44 to, to now has been on me, so. You know, That's good, though. And my accounts are, you know, it's constantly growing, so I'm happy. You know, yeah, no, that's good. With the slow growth, I'm not, you know, I'm looking to build for the future. And, you know, I want to be able to do, I don't want to get boxed into doing the same thing um, just for the likes. And, like, a lot of people are like, oh, you're just doing it for the views. And I'm like, you don't, you really, you're not paying attention. Because if I was doing it for the views, which I try to explain is that if I was doing it for the views, I'd just stay in my kitchen and I wouldn't use music. You know, me doing just a video by doing this, you know, pouring this in there without using music, I'm gonna get, I got a chance to get a million views opposed to if I use music at a restaurant or something like that. So right. I'm paying attention to what works from a view standpoint, but that's not all I wanna do. I wanna go to restaurants, I wanna use music. <coughs> so I take those L's on the views just because this is the brand that I'm trying to build and at some point maybe that's what catches fire because me using music, using a fabulous song, putting cheese steak on some mac and cheese which was one of the first videos that started popping on Instagram that started my growth, um, you know, I was using music and that so maybe it'll cycle back around to where, you know, music is the thing, you know, that I should do, you know, to get me the views, so. Yeah, music, I mean, it definitely helps, I feel like, with like TikTok at least. So TikTok does not like music at all. But like, there's trending sounds. <laughs> yeah, sounds is what they like. Yeah, it's, absolutely. So yeah. sometimes you can hit those. I seem to always be late. <laughs> like here he comes. Dude, it's right? tough to it's from, tough to keep late up. Now. It is. It's yeah, tough. It's tough. It shit, um, shit's like every day there's something new. Yeah, that's you the never, thing with yeah. now. It's like going viral isn't isn't even as special as it used to be because it's just one time and it's over. Because mm -hmm. what you're up against is these creators going viral multiple times a day every day. Yeah, you know. No, 
So um, <coughs> that's not what I'm after. I'm not looking for that one video because I've had them, and it's not like they mean that, you know, it's just you're up against so much competition. So, yeah. It's a, it's a tough game. Yeah. It really is. It's saturated <coughs> right now. But you seem to be doing pretty well, man. I mean, if, yeah. if you're going full-time and you have that stability, then fuck yeah, yeah I keep running it. You know, I mean, you obviously know it. I like to believe there's no coincidence to somebody being a full-time at anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a reason you're there, and yeah. you, you obviously know what you're doing. So that's the thing with, you know, what I know that I'm going to deal with from a, you know, all he did was, right, um, but the hours, the work, the daily oh, commitment yeah. for me to be able to, you know, pour milk in here and get views. Yeah, like, sacrifice, you know, too. Like you were saying, like, I mean. Two to four hours of sleep every yeah. you know, every night for a year. It was just like I was just napping for sleep, you know, just because this is what I got to do. I'm working this full-time job, so, and I got a wife and a son at the time, and it was just like, that's what I got to do. Yeah, you have the extra you additive, know. too, like. It, it, it's not easy, and no one ever gets how hard it is, especially when you're just from a viewer standpoint, yeah. which isn't a bad thing. Like, was it's it okay. all worth it, though? Those two to four hour nights? Yeah, man. Because it's just a shit. Yeah, I'm here, you know? It's like, yeah. I'm happy, you know, that I did it. Um, I think I still got to kind of find that grind again, but I was, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it. You said you got to find the grind again? Yeah, just from that, I, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm not up at 2, 3 in the morning necessarily mm -hmm. doing the work that I was doing before. Like, I'd wake up at, you know, 1 or 2 a.m. even though I had to work at 6.30 and, you know, do two hours of commenting and, you know, um, engagement stuff, you know. Um, so, yeah, just stuff like that. I mean... You know, some of the stuff, um, you know, some of the tips as far as, like, engagement is going back on posts that you did two weeks ago, two months ago, six months ago, you know, seeing the likes that you missed or the comments that you missed, you know, and then because what happens is what I'm realizing is the algorithms, like, people aren't seeing my videos like they used to. And so for me to go back six months ago and maybe, you know, like that comment or comment back to something, that person hasn't been seeing my videos, but now that I did, maybe the algorithm puts them kind of back in my sights or whatever. So mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I say too that could help, you know, account growth is, you know, yeah. how you deal with the engagement. Definitely. So, yeah. so I, with Buffalo F stuff, I personally kind of enjoy TikTok's new kind of layout with their comments and stuff because I don't see them. Like they group them all together when you check TikTok. <laughs> They group them up, but, but I get so many hate comments. I was going to say, you get a lot of hate comments. I get comments. so many hate comments, and I just, I don't like dealing with them. But yeah. with the old layout, like, I would always see them, you know? And I guess I haven't even really paid attention to it. It's like a, it's just like a, I mean, basically my, what I'm getting to is, do you get a lot of, like, hate comments? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's crazy, you know, the, 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 the polar opposites of what a, me making a milkshake with my son can do and the reactions, you know, um, the extremes of inspiration to depression, right? And that's, oh, I can't wait to do that with my son or I hope the kid dies because, you know, they're jealous that the kid has a dad or whatever. So it's just stuff like that. That's the, you know, to deal with that, like, 
to have somebody say, I hope the kid dies, like, that's not good. Crazy. Right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's fucking, sucks, that's heavy. And it's because we just made a milkshake and like, yeah. it wasn't, I don't know. And so it's, I, I deal with it from an empathy standpoint. Um, I guess it's the cliche thing of people that are hurting project that on the others type deal, right? So I just have empathy for that and I respond with all the hate and negative with positivity. You know, so when somebody says something, you know, like, um, uh, I don't know, what did a guy say the other day? Anyway, like, if you're, like, coming at me about something, I usually just respond and say, I'm sorry that, you know, I caused that negative emotion within you. And that's how I respond, and I just leave it at that, because I am sorry, because my intent you know, for me to put the pop in here is not for you to be mad at me about it. Like, it's just me trying to figure out, like, different creative stuff to do with food. So, um, that's all, man. You know, so I just deal with it from an empathy standpoint and just say, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not. And then I've seen the reverse where you, you're, you're, you're talking shit, but um, I come back positive, like I had a guy actually apologize, like, yeah, I came at you on some bullshit. It was because I did a pizza video or something, like I was at a restaurant, like, don't even call that New York pizza, you know, um, you're only doing it for views or whatever, and it's just like, so I came back and I said something, you know, like, bro, you ain't even built like that, you know, we from different yards, and you know, acting like, you know, like it was going physical or something. Over pizza, man. And so that's what I said, and that's the guy that I responded to, was just like, Listen, I'm just out here having fun eating food. If that bothers you, and I'm I don't, sorry. yeah, right. And so that's when he like apologized or whatever. One story was, this dude was one of the first ones to comment on my post for like a few months straight. So obviously he was getting the notifications, right? Mm -hmm. And he was always negative. And so I'm out on like Chippewa over by Casa Azul one time. It was like midnight, and I hear no way and so i look over and it's a dude and like because his he had his profile pic his pic on his profile pic so yeah. um no way um it's you in the flesh <laughs> and he's like can i take a picture and so i let him take the selfie and and so i was like all right i don't know i don't know if i gave him a pound or something but i walked away and I look back and I just say, keep talking shit, you know, because it's just like, yeah. I, I, that's what you're doing. But and then he's, he kind of ended up falling off. But it just lets me know that, you know, people that are talking shit aren't necessarily, you know, sometimes they don't even think you're going to respond. No, it's just sometimes they might want, you know, to think if their comment gets likes or something, you know, because that happens. Of course. Yeah. Um, Keyboard know. warriors. Yeah, 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 that makes it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, the that's the thing, like, and then, you know, I'm not going to mention no names, but then this one dude was coming at me, you know, through some email stuff, um, and I ended up, you know, seeing him in person, you know, um, and it was just a different tone, like, he's putting me in his live, and I'm just like, don't put me in your live, like, you know, when you're, you're just coming at me or whatever, so... Um, I'm like, there's only one reason you just put me in your, your live, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I think I handle it well. I handle the negativity well. Um, 
a Buffalo, uh, some dude that owns a confections company here in Buffalo uh, jumped in my DMs last week. And I remember I posted about it and kind of talked about it a little bit. And, you know, it just seemed like he's kind of like a high-end um, food snob in a sense of, you know, either it's high-end or it's not food or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Because yeah. he's like that food you eat in quotation marks. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, hurts my heart and... You know, I wouldn't even sit across from you at a TED's. Like, when he said that, I was just like, all right, bro. Like, what the fuck? And so I just responded like, all right, bro, damn. And I just left a smiley face and, like, ended it at that. Because, like, I don't know why you're, like, hate me. Because, you know, what a, like, I want to eat your cookies. Like, I don't like, know. Shit. Like, all right. Like, I don't understand that. Like, yeah. like, have you always had, like, the, the sweet tooth aspect, like, your whole life? Like right now, you got you got pop, you got Oreo popcorn, yeah. and you do cotton candy. I'm gonna like, be honest with you. I waste. I do waste some food. Yeah. Um, when I do the milk, if I put milk in here, if I do this, I'm I'm not eating it all or drinking it all. Mm-hmm. I'll take a few sips, but um, sometimes I'm doing back to back restaurants. I'm not eating it's, it. Sometimes it looks like I'm eating more than I am, which is why people are like, how are you not 500 pounds? Yeah. Um, So sometimes I walk out of a restaurant with three boxes. I go to the next restaurant. I walk out with two more. So I got five boxes of leftovers. So sometimes I'll use them at the house. You know, I've been uh, sometimes I make tacos out of the leftovers. That's been my new thing. Can I make a taco out of this? So. Like Like I had a salmon rice bowl from the hoagie stop, right? And so uh, when I was there, I ate the hoagie and I had the rice bowl. So I only took a couple bites of the salmon, a couple bites of the rice. Um, Actually, I had two of those, two bowls. Um, And so, yeah, I just made it salmon and rice taco. (laughs) Your tacos kind of give me OCD. I'm not going to lie. You do it so messy. And I know you do it on purpose. And so that's the, so for me. I'm just, I just try to keep it, you know, as authentic me as possible. Like, it's interesting how, like, I'll be doing something. Like, I was eating butter pecan ice cream one time, and I was spitting the uh, pecans uh, into the into the sink. Mm-hmm. As I, because I don't want to chew them. I just like the ice cream. Or it's butter pecan. Was it butter pecan? Yeah, butter pecan. So I'm spitting them into the sink, and I'm like, I should be doing this on video because this is what I'm doing, right? This is what I'm actually doing. And so for pe- some people to think that sometimes, like, he's just doing that for the video, even though I do do some stuff for the video, um, it's like when I did Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Chicken Wings, right? And so it's basically my it's basically my other play on chicken and waffles, right? Yeah. And like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is just like waffles and syrup. It's a sweet with bread stuff. Um, and chicken wings are chicken, right? So... Um, I put the chicken wings in with the cereal with the milk, which isn't is I wouldn't normally recommend that. Yeah. I just did that for the video. Of course, yeah. Right, but I basically was saying throughout the comments like, bro, milk and chicken, oh, gross, soggy ass chicken. <laughs> I'm like, just keep the chicken outside of the cereal bowl, and it actually makes sense. So yeah, yeah. I feel like someone out there now needs to make a wing sauce cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> I bet you that would slap. Yeah. People like like sweet Asian. Like what what's the difference besides not a little tang? We'll add a little tang. Throw yeah. some hot sauce on it. 
that, that, that's actually fucking that's that's a funny. I don't know how I would have reacted to that I video throw, either though. I definitely know I I know I have people. You know, I throw people's OCD. I hear it all the time. You know, messy. So how do you come up with 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 the with these ideas? You, like you said, you're an art, you're an artistic, creative person. Yeah. So, um, like, I feel like the milk. I think um, I think like putting the milk in the cotton candy was my idea. You know, originally, like it's been done. I think Kroger or something has a cotton candy milk, um, but. Yeah, a lot of this, a lot of stuff I do just, you know, kind of come up with it myself. And then sometimes I'm uh, inspired by others. Like I'll see, I think I did see somebody did um, like a candy bar or chocolate or something under the Keurig cup. Like I did like three or four videos doing like a candy bar um, under the under the Keurig the cup. Ice cream Snickers, it, like the ice cream Snickers, that, right? That actually looked fired. Yeah, ice so cream Snickers, I got man. that from some. I got that from somebody. But one of the things that I like about TikTok, um, as it evolved and became a thing, was that it made it acceptable to copy people. Fuck yeah! And so, for young creators that don't know what to do, my you know advice is just watch content. And then ask yourself, can I do that? And if you can do that, then go do that. And what you have to realize is that, you know, everybody's audience is different, even though, um, so an eight-year-old kid, right, sees me do some simple magic trick that all of us have seen, right? But to him, I was the first person that he seen do it, Yeah. right? And so um, it's not, not to say, you know, that he won't see it and realize that somebody else did it first, but... That is also a thing where, you know, my audience is my audience and, you know, the, some of the people aren't going to see that it wasn't original to me and not that that's um, a thing. But so for me, I feel like it's okay to, you know, kind of copy some content until you find your own originality. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do enough original stuff that when I do hop on a trend or I do copy what somebody else did, I'm not worried about it because right. I'm definitely, I can hold my own, so. Yeah, and the trend thing nowadays is, like, normalized. And, like, like you were saying, it, TikTok makes it acceptable. Yeah. But, like, also, you'd, you'd like to think your audience is there for you, like the, like the conversation earlier. So, like... It's completely fine to take an idea you've seen and then like more or less do a review or put your own twist on it. And yeah. there's, I feel like personally, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You're just putting yeah, your yeah. own your own opinion on it. And right. if your followers are following you for you, which is typically ideal, mm-hmm. I, I like to think, yeah, yeah. Um, then they're gonna enjoy that and not care yeah. where it came from. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I, it's just. Yeah. But everybody makes a big deal about that too, though. Some people do. Like stealing this, stealing that. Like, dude, relax, man. You're in 2023 at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, like I said, I'm not. I'm not worried about any criticism from you know. Because some people have commented, like you know, sometimes I won't tag the original. Like I don't even know who the original creator is. Right. I don't. Just because I seen you do it and it got five right. million views doesn't mean you were the first one to do it. No. And so no. sometimes I don't know even if I should tag you or mention you because. Yeah. You could have stole it from somebody or whatever. You want me to go into a wormhole for like th- three hours to find who the original creator of this was? Or yeah. just make the, the however many minute video real quick, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like, I'm kind of starting the, the thing for me in content right now, though, is I'm starting to really, um, even though I like to use music, um, trying to stop. 
um, using other people's music just for copyright reasons. Like I'm having videos taken down. It seems like every week now I ask that I did that. months ago or whatever. Um, you know, because it's owned by Universal Music. So, dude, they're the whatever. fucking worst, Universal. <laughs> Universal's the worst to deal with. Yeah. They really are. So, I mean, I guess it's been interesting just because I'm like, well, the app has the permission to use the video for the creators, right? Mm -hmm. And so they have the license to use it. So then, But then I guess the licensing negotiations come up. And, um, yeah, there was a period where my trailer videos were like, and I'm starting to notice that too, like it's the trailer videos um, that are being taken down. Once in a while, the Instagram videos, like I had to do a couple, do a couple new tracks on some videos last week, but um, but yeah, just not just to start to protect myself um, down the road as money gets made. Um, you know, I just don't want people coming for me. You know, one of the things that um, as scary as like you know remember jay-z big pimpin mm -hmm. so that song like they were sued for that song 10 years after and so mm -hmm. to be sued 10 years after the song and how much money that song made over the 10-year period it wasn't like it just came out and it was like all right we want to be you got you, you know if you're suing for something that came out 10 years ago you're about to get paid. Paid, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to worry about that a little bit. So I'm like, I got to start. If I'm going to use music, um, I think I'm starting to realize I'm going to have to either get direct permission um, or just create my own and, you know, uh, yeah, from the people around me, you know, just use more local artists that, you know. I right, know. right. So, so you're, you're big on... Um, Triller. Right? So Triller is Triller was my best contract. I don't. I only have like four thousand, forty five hundred followers on Triller. Um, so my account's not that big, and I don't really get. There was a time, probably a couple years ago, like when they first recruited me, and I was doing content. There was a time where I was getting good views and stuff, twenty thousand, forty thousand. I did a video for Martin Luther King Day that got a million, but ever you know. Recently, even though they just, you know, um, I just finished up a one-year contract with them. Um, I'm not getting, you know, I don't really get good views on Triller. I'll be, if they post, if they, if they post it on the main page, feature it on the main page, you know, I'll get a thousand, five thousand. I, I just views. don't understand it because I've never used it. So Triller is basically just like a short form video uh, platform like TikTok, right. Reels, you know, shorts. Um, and I think where they, so I believe they're, they're struggling in the um, uh, user, people using the platform. Um, but I think where they have um, some promise is in their events so they're the ones that do the verses right yeah so are you familiar with verses yeah yeah so um i think that that um could evolve and uh be something and then as well as their uh boxing and mma yeah. um, events that's where so i mainly bought, know them for they just bought bare knuckle boxing mm -hmm. or whatever um, like last year, um, 
So what they were doing was they flew me down to Atlanta for the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight. And what was cool about it is that they mixed in boxing and concerts. So like in between the first bout, yeah. like Justin, Justin Bieber was there, performed, right? Yeah. And then, you know, whoever else um, they had. So, you know, to have like three concerts, you know, in between each each boxing thing, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, you know. I, uh, I think it's interesting that, you know, versus to me hasn't really been – um, as popular, big, you know, I don't feel like people are talking about it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just showing me how hard it is right now for anybody to get attention, you know, for anything. Saturated doing. world, man. You, know? you got to have the right little either moment or yeah. something's got to, yeah. No, it's a tough, it's tough. Everybody's on. Everybody's trying to do it. Everybody mm-hmm. is on. I like. I see these rappers now, like, and I'm just like, where did they come from? Like, how do they have that diamond chain when I don't even? I've never heard of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where do these people? Where are these people coming from? Yeah. Everybody's on right now. So the like, people coming from, let alone the money. Where's the money coming from? What is going on? It's yeah. a strange world that we're living in. Like, I mean, people become like. Bitcoin rich, and then all of a sudden they're a rapper too. They're running scams on the internet. And yeah. shit. like it's it's wild. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Although you know what I've learned, um, just from personal experience, but then just realizing like it isn't just money. You know, from a rap game standpoint, you know, because I they they say basically like you know. To get a song popping, it costs you know one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollars mm-hmm. to run the marketing right and all that. Um, but if that was all it took, then everybody that's in the NBA and the NFL or just all these people that you know got money and they got cousins that rap and everybody would be you mm-hmm. know just on if if it was just all it took was me for me to you know throw my cousin 250000 and he'd be the next big rapper like yeah but it's not it's just not like that no right right it's a fucking just strange world man. <laughs> it gives me headaches dude. it really does everything involved with it there's just so much yeah. to take in and process you know yeah man just keep living and learning. Okay. So, do you ever worry about like I don't know, like becoming a full time influencer? Right, mm-hmm. is is a weird thought for a lot of people. You know, like just depending on companies paying you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean? absolutely. Do yeah. you ever worry that like, oh shit, like next month is right? Yeah, I mean, I'm going, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, an up and down game. Um, You know, obviously I'm learning, you know, even if you give somebody a great price, doesn't mean they're coming back next month, right? So, um, yeah, I, I do, even though that's um, something that's been my focus, that's why I do intend to have my own products, you know, to be able to have that as well. Um, and, you know, I have different interests like real estate. I want to get into real estate, um, some real estate investing. So I definitely look to, um, to make moves that's going to be, you know, create more stability, you know, month to month or, you know, when it comes to income. So. 
Absolutely. How do you hit most of the companies up? Like, you just DM them, like cold DM or email or. So that's the other. Uh, that's the other challenge is learning. Um, the other challenge is learning. I've learned that there's a lot of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Say separation or like thinking that the person that I'm sending a DM to on Instagram is going to care or, right, um, or be able to make a decision. So for me, I get more yeses when I talk to the owner. And so I'm starting to, um, when I send the DM, it's like, can you please put me in contact with, you know, the person that runs marketing or the owner? So that you know, we can get to the people that care about the decision. Yeah. As to, you know, some people could be scared that I'm trying to take their job or whatever. You know, too. So yeah. dealing with that. Um, so I think with the bigger, so with the bigger companies, um, like I'm, I, sh I should be closing in on a deal with Perry's here soon. Um, to do three videos for their new ice cream, they had three new flavors they had this month. Um, I think that was, how did that happen? I think I, so I was already using, I had already tagged them in a bunch of videos. Um, and I think I just, I think I just hit them up through DM and was just like, how can I, you know, do something? So yeah, email, I've done email, try to go to the website. I've gone to the website, do the email through that, send the DM. I think what I need to start doing is uh, doing more LinkedIn work. Yeah. You know, seems like um, I think there's a lot of missed opportunity there for the for the professionals of the world that are on there for that reason. You know, I'm just not there to, to do anything. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's a hard part that a lot of people don't consider, like that are in that world, like just getting in contact with companies to work with them like i i told you before the pod like we we run like youtube channels and stuff and i manage social media for companies like this the office we're in right now this is one of the companies that i i work with okay so i just manage social media accounts for companies and um just adding clients is really really hard yeah. like I, I feel like all the the companies that i work with pretty much came from like personal connections like mm, yeah it's, it's hard yeah. like cold like emailing or dm like companies yeah, it is it's tough with. it's tough yeah. and that's the grind um that <clears throat> i thought personally it'd be easier um but it's not you know i i i honestly um i've kind of put um too much weight on me just doing what I do day in and day out to be to reach the right people and I'm just realizing that you know a lot of my audience aren't the people that I need to to reach to make some happen from a monetary standpoint right you know right. so there's talent agencies huh? and stuff. so that's why there's like talent agencies and stuff have you ever thought and about so like that's the time? that's the other thing too that is interesting like I've had management like there's this what was it in novo um 
but there was this management company was like, you know, you're you're now a priority influencer, you know, but I only did like one video, you know, and right. like they ain't coming back, like, and it's just like, why ain't they coming back? Um, recently, I did, <clears throat> I did a, uh, I did an event with Hidden Valley, Ra Hidden Valley Ranch. I was like, were you a part of it? Um, oh, that was downtown. Yeah, so yeah, we did I was it at the. Shit on that too. <laughs> you were what? I was talking shit on it. He Instagram. doesn't like ranch. I love ranch. Oh, okay. He's like a big, blue, big thing. Blue, blue, blue cheese. Ranch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love ranch. So I prefer blue cheese on my chicken wings for sure. Um, but so so Maddie actually uh, hooked me up with that, um, and so we did that. That was what a couple months ago. And now I see Hidden Valley has a ice cream as uh, as partnered with Van Heusen or whatever ice cream, and they got a Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream, right? And I'm just like, how am I not the guy to reach out to for something like that? And so, but they're a bigger company, like the so Hidden Valley uses an advertising agency so they hired an advertising agency to do the stuff right. like that right and so to deal with the influencers like me because i actually at one point i tried to talk directly to the hidden valley ranch you know through dm or whatever and they were like you know contact you know fcb chicago you know because we have a contract with them and so I told him, I was just like, oh, I was just trying to cut out the middleman because I was waiting on her to get back to me about something. She wasn't getting back. I wanted to post a video and I was just like waiting for her to get back to me. So I just reached, I just sent the video to them directly. It was just like, yo, can I post this or what? And they were like, oh, you gotta, you know, go through them or whatever. And so that's interesting too, you know, learning how, that's what I'm saying. Like there's the separation, oh, they deal with that, you know, but I don't know. So Hidden Valley probably has like the people that are running the social, you know, however, whatever that looks like. And then, you know, to actually do content for Hidden Valley, you got to talk to FCB. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's layers. <clears throat> yeah. Big companies like that. Like, yeah. Um, a lot of, I know, ad running is outsourced to one company and then the influencer part of it is outsourced to another company. And then, yeah. you know, like the organic stuff is usually internal. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And those, those companies that run like, for example, Hidden Valley, like the company that's running their influencer stuff is probably also running shit for Pepsi or like, yeah, they got a bunch of yeah. clients, yeah. right? So they work with a bunch of companies and, that's the thing, and I kind of, I think I kind of pick up on that as um, when I see how long it takes for certain to respond. It's like they respond. It was like a month ago I tagged them in that, right? How mm -hmm. do you respond now, right? And I just take it as you know they're probably just all over the place and just trying to manage so much that mm -hmm. you know, um, where. I love it. I love when the owners run their socials, like locally, you know, local yeah, restaurants or yeah. whatever. Just like right to it, you know, you want me to come in or not? 350 bucks. You want me to come in or not? You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. can usually tell too by their posts. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can tell when the owners are. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like they, they upload like a blurry picture yeah. <laughs> of the pizza. Just come on through. Yeah. 
But then on the other hand, sometimes I'm like, I know they're paying people to do this. So that's the other thing is from, so for me, it's like bison, you know, bison, uh, French onion dip, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, I'm, I, I know I kind of called them out on my story the other day. It was just like, how, like, it's weird to me, like, that they don't want to do something. And I don't really care if you currently use influencers or not. Like, I'm local. I'm doing, like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm... And then when I see them post, and it's just like, why are you, why are you happy with the twelve likes? Mm-hmm. To post a video or a picture every few days, like I'm right here to guarantee you a lot more than that. And mm-hmm. so why wouldn't that be like make sense? It's a hard gap for it, a lot of people to process. Yeah, it, still it pisses me off too because I'm I'm in that world and it's like everything is so like siloed, like. And it's just commands from above, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We're we're budgeting so much money here, so much money there. Yeah. Uh, we just decided that, it, you know, some companies are like, we just decided that influencers don't work, mm-hmm. you know. From mm-hmm. and they probably tried it at one point. Yeah. Like Bison probably I get that. tried it at one point, and yeah. they put a ton of money into it, and they tr- probably tried it, and then they're like doesn't work probably so hired some overpriced people and then they're, and then they're just <laughs> people settling. are overcharging i'm just like who is paying you three thousand like this lady hits me up and she's like you know uh i charge i don't charge any less than three thousand and i don't have nearly the amount of followers you do and i'm like well who's paying you that <laughs> and for what you gotta be really good at finesse <laughs> like who is like and i think i don't know if it's just your presentation or but i'm like no because it it's all going to come down to numbers at some point, right? Yeah. And I see these paid partnerships. Like, I'll see paid partnership, but I'm like, you're getting three likes a video. Like, how are you getting paid for this? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's interesting. Um, and from a video, from a content creation standpoint, um, I feel like I always felt like my competitive edge was not only am I going to come in and do take a picture or video, but I'm actually going to get it seen. So not, I'm, I'm not just going to take the pictures and the video and then give it to you like a photographer or videographer, mm-hmm. and now you have to spend more money to get it seen, yeah, right? To, to know what to it do. Or whatever, right? So I always just felt like that was my competitive advantage is that, you know, I'm not just here to take the pictures and do the videos, but I'm actually going to be able to post it and, yeah. you know, get it seen. So that's the other thing um, from... Uh, thinking about going in asking for you know view deals like um, like if you're gonna pay X amount of dollars to the Buffalo News to be seen by X amount of people right with all that overhead they got like I I've, I've started to I'm, I'm learning like the overhead of you know some of these you know media companies to what they have to charge you know, just to maintain the business side of it. And I'm just like, could I just really do that my own by going to get, you know, a select few, you know, people with larger accounts or whatever, and I'll get you, you know, better exposure than what they're providing you locally, you know? Um, right. Uh, we'll figure it out. Sad, depressing talk right here, you know? fucking business and shit <laughs> what do we got here what do we got got cotton candy 
That's right. What's the what's the what's the usual go to? What, what are we going? What are we working with? I give wanna, me. I want to see this portrait. Yeah, give me give me a rundown. Dude, let's do so, something. Let's do right, something. So let's do some cotton candy and Sprite, huh? So Hell we got yeah. blue raspberry cotton candy. Live on the pod. This is awesome. <laughs> and some Sprite. So it melts as you pour it in. Oh, nice fizzle. <laughs> I don't oh, have a spoon. Yeah. But it's all in there. There might be spoons. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. No, we don't really need one. Sure? No, it's all blended, yeah. That is insane. That's looking wild. I know cotton candy kind of melts in your mouth, but. Yeah. Like, I never thought about it. You've never thought, like, you've never seen those videos of putting, like, cotton candy into, like, water or something? That's decent. Is it? Yeah. Really? I kind of want to try this bubble gum one. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're getting, we're getting risky now. (laughs) Where's the Oreo popcorn from? I got that from Burlington. Burlington? Yeah. Coat Factory? Yeah. Really? What? I got, uh, it's bizarre. Got some, uh, <laughs> no wonder they're going out of business. <laughs> I got who <laughs> Burlington? Yeah. Um, what you gonna call it? Uh, fruity pebbles and then oh, fruity pebbles, oh, cocoa good. pebbles. Nope. So they got Snickers, they got Twix. They just got everything. Yeah. So live pours, boys. Here we go. Yes. Bubble gum. Have you ever had the bubble gum before? Yeah, I just did it uh, last night. Oh, okay. With some milk. With some milk? I feel like the milk would be a little bit better, I don't know. Than the spray? Milk is, gives you like you that think? texture. Uh, we're about to find out. <laughs> Ooh, ASMR. <laughs> a little ASMR. A little ASMR action. I didn't melt yet. <laughs> He's going back in for more though, so. Straight. You know, that's not the best, but it's all right. Can I take a dive on you? No. This is a bubble gum. All right, bubble gum review. Here we go. Right. <laughs> Smells good, but one sip, everyone knows the rules, right? You get a little cotton candy, though, too. I kind of like the texture of it. That's pretty good. That is pretty <laughs> Need good. Need some ice. If, if it was cold, it'd be so good. But that is still pretty good. Yeah, it, I thought it was gonna be a lot like sweeter. Like, I'm really happy it's not sweeter. I can't. Yeah. I can't really do super yeah, sweet like, things. Yeah, kind of smooth. It, it takes like nice. the fizz out, almost. Yeah. Yeah. No, because it's. I feel like it's yeah, like a syrup. Juicy. It's like a syrupy blend. Like, I see that blue raspberry. I'm gonna toss that one over here. I'm gonna give this one a go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Smells delicious. So, hey, you got to try stuff, you know? That's oh, my yeah. whole attitude. You try it. That's pretty good, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give the bubble gum out of 10. I'm going to give it a 8-3. Uh, wow. The blue raspberry, I'm going to go with so a... strange. The blue, it's different. It's like a different texture. It's like, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> even taste like pop anymore. It's weird. Wow. But like the sprite is a good mixture. I, I feel, feel like, like milk, would, milk be would be better. Definitely an no, interesting. No, milk definitely keeps the same consistency. You know, it's yeah. milk and milk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it didn't really. I feel like sprite kind of goes with anything. 
That's why yeah. I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's why like I people, like, got it. People like jo- dropping Jolly Ranchers and stuff in Sprite. And mm. it's clear, so yeah. it's like it kind of keeps the color of what it is. Everything goes with Sprite. Sprite yeah, is really severely underrated. Sprite or 7-Up with honey whiskey. Honey whiskey? It sounds so weird, but it's so it See, it just doesn't sound that weird because Sprite. Because Sprite and 7-Up, I feel like, can go with anything. I did a cognac video with ginger ale and honey. Ooh. The honey, like honey is like honey's perfect for like liquor too. Yeah. Love honey. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I don't have a super like I said, I don't like super sweet stuff, but that's not overbearingly sweet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I don't know. I wouldn't say it's something that you would bottle up, but I gave it a try and we're gonna keep it moving. So we'll see what else, you know, besides the milk. I think the the milk thing is is the real deal. Yeah. You know, like I said, there already is a company that has a cotton candy milk. Um, but yeah, we'll see what what else comes comes down the pipeline. Yeah, you need to do something yeah. cursed like uh, diet coke and like <laughs> and like yeah, bubble yeah, gum. Yeah, you oh, do something that just pisses a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything I do pisses. You're gonna you're gonna you you're gonna, gonna try. Yeah. You know? Just take the cotton candy, just pour Hidden Valley Ranch in it. Oh, no. So, what I'm going to do with the ranch ice cream is... I don't want to hear it. (laughs) But it actually makes sense, though. Okay. Is if you use it for a sandwich... Okay. Right? Yeah, okay. Because, like, you sometimes have cold condiments on a sandwich anyway. Of course. So, it being cold isn't the problem. And if it tastes like ranch, and if people would put ranch on their chicken sandwich, that's then, such a good idea. Then what's the difference as far as from a taste standpoint? See, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought where you were going with it was you're gonna put the ice cream in a bowl. The next scene, you're cutting up carrots and celery and putting it in the ice cream. There you go. And just doing a little mixer on like a salad. Well, I was. I actually mentioned to somebody yesterday about I was going to do a sandwich and I could do a salad too. Dude, just put anything you right. dip in ranch in there. Oh. <laughs> I got to do it. Bro- some, some broccoli. Some hit piece on that ice cream. Honestly. Some what piece? Hit piece. Just like hit piece. Trash it. <laughs> go buy a ton of it and just burn it. I don't understand you. <laughs> it's the Buffalo F thing. It scares you, you me. You do understand. Ranch ice cream scares me. Yeah. Like, what do you think that's gonna like? Like, are you excited for that? Like, I'm excited to do a video for it. I mean, but I'm, are you like, like, let's go one on one? No yeah. social media involved. No cameras yeah. are on. You get home, you look at that. You're like, like, do I really want this? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I like want to do that. I just I love the creative around it. Of so course, and I like that. I appreciate where, it. For that's that. where I can only go with it. You know, it's just like oh. Like, when I saw Gatorade do the cucumber. I like to see stuff that I haven't seen before. Like, I'm just that kind of, you know. Of course. I just like that, you know. It's like, uh, I'm like, where is this going? What can, what's going to be different, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm bored of commercials. Like, I'm bored of the same thing of what stuff looks like. I hate that lids looks the same that it did 20 years ago. Like, nobody's doing nothing different with hats or anything these yeah. days. Like, what are we, how can we do something different, right? I think New Era's doing some different shit. Like what? Like, New Era, like, the HQ downtown, have you ever been in there? No. Like, they, so, they do some crazy shit. Like, I mean, they, they got bigger logos up front. They got, like, certain element, like, certain color thread that are, like, puffed up. 
Mm. Certain ones back, and then they got the huge patches on the side. Like, I've seen the patches. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like they're trying. I just to think like they, they're also limited with embroidery machines. Of course, yeah. You know, like it's kind of limited to what you can do with hats, but. I'm going on the aspect of like something other than your traditional hat. So I had a design patent for a hat, and it was basically to, um, actually, when was that, 2010? So I think it expires like next year. So what I did was I basically, to make the prototype, was I cut, I took scissors and I cut it all the way to about there. And then I just basically raised this up to here so it looked like because i would always wear my hat like this mm -hmm. i think i just looked in the mirror one time and i was like what if the brim was crooked when you put it on straight and then it would just look like you had it it oh. looked like it was tilted right? see no that's what i'm talking about <laughs> something so, crazy normalize something different there that's so, funny the I tried to have a couple prototypes made in China and that it just they it was they were just butchered like there's like the to be able to and then to be able to mask I learned a lot with this this patent um, just understanding like trying to develop a new product um, like one thing about having a hat like that like if if that hat went into production a company liked it see you can stack ten hats like this in a box mm -hmm. this, this big right yeah if each hat has this angled brim now they're they're not now you need a box this tall because they're not just sitting flat yeah. you know on each other mm -hmm. so like um you know shipping costs increase and all of that so um yeah, but yeah, I got a patent. I got a, I had a uh, personal consultation with Damon John from Shark Tank. Okay. At his office about it. Um, that was interesting. For 44th floor corner unit of the Empire State Building. I can't imagine what the rent on that office is. <laughs> How was that experience? That was fun. Um, he didn't really like the idea. Um, I did submit it to New Era. They, you know. They did. They're like we don't know the marketability of it, um, so I kind of let it die. I never wanted to build a hat company from the ground up. I didn't necessarily want to create it. Um, I just wanted to license it in a sense. I'm mm -hmm. like I got this patent, you know. I just wanted to license it to a company that already does hats, um, but. I just sat on it and I never really did anything with it. No, but experiences like that are so good. Yeah. Like a lot of people are uh, um, typically afraid to do that, but you even know, you probably knew before that you didn't want to own a hat company or something right, like that. Right. But going off and doing it and just seeing what it's like experiencing that, like you just said, Empire State Building, uh, yeah. having how, a consultation with you, that. How did you have a consultation with So I basically got a. I basically, so I, I went through a frustrating period of trying to contact them, right? I remember leaving like this, it was like a Sunday, like, Jimmy, you're not going to contact anybody on a Sunday, but I was like frustrated that like nobody's getting back to me or whatever, and I'm just like, so if, if New Era's interested, will you then want to talk to me or like what, so, like just the reaching out somehow, I got in touch with his assistant. I don't know if I went to his, the website or I don't even read, I don't, I don't know. I just, I know it just took a month or two with just me trying, you know. Um, 
got got a hold of his assistant's email and basically said, look, I got this patent for a hat. How much is it going to cost to get in front of this guy? So he ended up responding like that night. Because um, I think the patent is leverage, right? It's like he's got something, right? And then I was just like, what's it going to cost? Like, you give me the number and, you know, I just want to know what is this going to be. So he gave, sent me three options. It was a half an hour phone call for a thousand. Twenty five hundred for a one hour in person consultation, or three thousand to go to dinner. So I took the twenty five hundred for the hour at the, at his office. Damn. So I didn't know it was the Empire State Building. It was just like Fifth Avenue or whatever. We walk in. There's all the security. I'm like. <laughs> you just got an address to pull up to, and you're like, "What the fuck? Yeah. This is the damn." Yeah, I just like walk in, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> that's that's fucking cool, though. Yeah. You know? So I always look at that as you know, he seen my face. I was in his face for an hour Boom. and twenty minutes. You know. Yeah. Um, so at some point, I feel like if I got something else, I'm not a stranger anymore. There you go. Yeah. No, and that's like that story you just told. There is yeah. like the most important thing. Like. Um, no matter who it is, unless it's like somebody really high, like yeah. elite, yeah. like an elite world person, you know what I mean? Like no matter who you want to contact, there's definitely an angle. And like you said, like you were frustrated months or weeks or whatever it was yeah. trying to figure that out. Yeah. But then you got the connection and you somehow ended up with a, um, uh, an email, you know? Yeah. But there's always an angle. I said damn, but honestly, 2500 to be in... His office. It's honestly not a bad pitching an idea. That's honestly not bad at all. No. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, like, like there's always an angle. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. This was probably like ten, ten years ago. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Price probably went up. <laughs> Inflation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah the patent. So it was a design patent, and another thing that I've learned in dealing with the patent trademark um uh you know the whole game is realizing even with lawyers and then even somebody like you know um damon john who you know is well respected in the business world with the clothes and all of that um not everybody is up on current right things so one of the things that when i was pitching to him i told him i had a design patent and it's kind of like you know, kind of had like this, you know, eh, it's not as good as a utility patent. And the thing is, is that before, um, I forget what year it was, um, but I think it was 2008. Ever since 2008, um, I think it was, all the judges on the federal circuit when it came to patents um, changed the rules around, um, patent infringement, which was before then, if you just changed um, the size of the logo, right, or the, or say that my idea, right, say you raised it a half an inch higher than where I had it, would have been okay for you to do. Mm -hmm. Ever since they changed the law is now it's just a visual. If it looks the same, it's infringement. So design patents actually gained more power 
than what was previously than what they were previously known to have. And so I, I, if I remember correctly, like I don't feel like I don't think he knew that. Um, and so I was able to say like, you know, this is actually what the law is now and it actually has more power than you're giving it credit for. Yeah. You know, so it's like like even like that just goes back to the point, like knowing that is just And then with the lawyer. So doing I did a trademark uh for uh, I was doing a trademark and he was advising me not to do something. Like don't put the period there or something and I was like, No, I wanna I wanna do that. And so and it actually ended up getting approved. So I went against the lawyer's advice on what to do, even though he's a patent and trademark attorney, and actually ended up getting awarded the trademark or whatever. And he actually was just like, you motherfucker. <laughs> 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 but I was, but I spent, I was, I was doing, you know, I was doing my own research at home, like for hours and days and weeks at a time to, you know, have that. The other thing is, like a trademark search, right? I think I paid him like 700 bucks to do this trademark search. I actually did it with him in his office. <laughs> paid him 700 bucks to do it with him. <laughs> and I seen the free ass website <laughs> that he was using to do it. And I'm like, well, I could have just sat here for two hours myself and not paid you $200 or $700. I know my way around it. did this here. So basically, it's just learning, you know, learning that. that, So you're you're really just like charging me to use the same free ass website. Mm -hmm. Like, I expect you to have like some connect, like some some networking new tools or that I don't have to pay you that much money, but no. When it's really just some miscellaneous <laughs> website dot net. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was like freepatentsonline.com yeah. yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah, you can do your own trademark. You don't need an attorney. But no, yeah. really. Sometimes I, I would say I would, I do like them for the convenience of it. No, that's it's a recommendation. It's gonna someone be, to call. It's going to be done right from mm-hmm. a you know professional yeah. standpoint. Then those yeah. going in blind definitely. But like something with your experience now, yeah. like. Like, I just think that's so important, like, that you did that. Because now if you want to, in two years, you already know all this about it. Right. You don't need to go diving in. And, and right. like, you'll be such, like, so much ahead of the game as yeah. if somebody started on the same day as you, yeah. you know? It was like doing the, like, the getting the stuff from China or whatever, just starting to research the, you know, the importing laws. I would have never stuff. thought like, about that. Yeah, that's tough. I've played around with that stuff. Like, yeah just manufacturers in China like it's tough now what's like, the attraction of the China just cheaper yeah yep. okay and they have like more kind of like more resources for cheaper price I would say like you know like they can do more at a cheaper rate um, mm-hmm. yeah but I it's mean, tough finding have, the right manufacturer it's really hard they like, have uh yeah, I reached out to a company looking for them to do like the same style, 5950s, like yeah. the New Era does. And I reached out to this one company that actually used to produce hats for New Era, but no longer were. But when I asked him, he was like, yeah, I can get you New Era hats. But I was like, no, do you actually make them for New Era? Because I actually was trying to find an in, like who's making them for New Era, mm-hmm. like, you know, the networking part. <coughs> 
And he was like, yeah, I can get you new air hats or whatever. No, but do you make them for <laughs> them? You know, because it's obviously China's the bootleg nation of the world, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, uh, and then the, the, they basically have, like, it's like dorms of, like, their workers. Like, that's what they do. That's where they live, mm-hmm. right? They basically, they charge them that because they're basically giving them somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm probably give them something to eat every day or whatever but that's why they're paying them so cheap and then that's why you can get your stuff for cheap that's you know crazy. it's just like it's like a college campus it's just like yeah, buildings of doors of yeah. people that you know they'd it's rather they'd, ra- life, they'd rather they'd rather do but they'd rather do that than be at the parents farm exactly other options you know right so yeah, well, that's like when you go down to like any all-inclusive like like we were just in the dominican yeah. republic and they all live on site but like then you go off of the resort it's like, damn, I understand yeah, it now. There's like six people riding on one motorcycle. And then there's mud huts and shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's, it's like... They it, love it. Yeah, they get they that do. opportunity to, whatever they're being paid and stuff like that, they get the opportunity to have their housing, dorming, uh, you have your own you little get community. You get tips. But like, money. But like, yeah. even like, I, the, whole, the whole aspect of that place, like from the person who's mopping the floors, they all live on site. Yeah. And like, when you think about it, it's like, oh, that's kind of like a upsetting life but then when you really think about it it's like well shit i'd probably be doing that too relative relative right it's relative to what you're used to what your other options are mm-hmm. right yeah so for some of them it's just like this is this is much better as unfortunate as it is it's the way the world works at this point you know yeah it's crazy and we see like girls that do like only fans and stuff selling feet pics and shit like that making sh- crazy money dude i still need to get on fee finder dude there's like there's there's girls down there that could be doing that like they have internet like yeah you know and uh, why don't they do that i don't know know. there's got to be some topic behind that or some reason i I just think it's not like normalized in that culture but it is here well america is just america's crazy America's crazy. What's up with the banking situation? Oh, oh my God, I don't even know, bro. Uh, it's scary. She's getting wicked. I kind of, so I kind of knew about that, like, like not knew about it, but like. He's the insider saw source. It, <laughs> saw it coming. I saw it coming with the banks and stuff, and um, I was actually for the past like I don't even know how many months, probably four months or so. Every time I pass like my bank's ATM, yeah, I just pull out the max amount every single time just to get cash out. I do that every single time. Really? And I don't use the cash. I just have it. Probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> I know what you use it for. I got guns too, motherfucker. <laughs> I, know, I know what you use it for. Yeah. Singles. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what, that's what the cash is for. No. Um, yeah, no, it's crazy. But honestly, I, I think gold, silver is a move. Honestly, banks are going digital eventually. I mean, with the shit going on now. Just... Once again, it just makes my fucking head spin, man. Yeah. You got to rather stick to cotton candy. I really candy. don't understand. You know, I don't understand it, to be honest with you. Um, so It's crazy. I mean, all the banks are owned privately. Like, they're all like Vanguard and fucking BlackRock and these giant companies that just own mm-hmm. the federal reserve like they're just printing money when they want to it's not a real thing it's fucking weird like gold and silver is actually a limited resource you know so like i feel like money it would make common sense that money should be backed 
buy gold and silver, but it's not anymore since like the eighties. So they can just print as much as they want. You're you're getting deep. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Dan Dan doesn't like this talk. I love this talk, but Dan making my head spin, man. Like (laughs) then then you're gonna start getting into like cryptocurrency and shit, and that's just really making my head spin. Well, that tanked. That fell off. Yeah, it'll go back home eventually, I think. But I'm I'm not a heavy. You do any crypto or anything? I don't even want to talk about. (laughs) No, okay, that's good. That's fine. (laughs) I lost. I probably lost about forty grand. Oh no! Dogecoin. Oh no! Uh, Was that like lost? Lost? Not like it's still there. We can go back up. It's gone. It's gone. It wasn't like. Did you like gain forty grand and then lose it, or was no, it? No, just... I just kept. So I initially bought in at about forty-eight cents because mm-hmm. it seemed to be hanging there for a couple months. You know, after it hit the seventy, you know, and then it dropped back down. It was hanging around the fifty, forty-eight. It just seemed like it was hanging around that forty-eight for a little while, and so I hopped in, and it would go down. And I'd buy more, but I'm like, this might be the new bottom. And it'd go down, and I'd buy more, because I'm just like, I'll just decrease. Because I was basically like, I was basically playing for the dollar. Buy the dip. Trying to level I was basically trying to, yeah, so I was basically trying to, right, get down my average cost per mm-hmm. share, right? And so I was basically playing for the dollar. I'm like, all right, if I get down to like 33 cents then I'll triple my money or whatever once it hits a dollar. Um, but it just kept going down. And I bought, and I would buy more at like five grand a pop. Oh, right? yeah. Like, just hoping that this is the new bottom and it just wasn't. So, and then it hit that day where it went quick. Uh-huh. It was going quick. And I was just like, I'm watching this thing and I'm just like, Sad days. I don't know what to do. And I actually, I was just like, I'll just sell it all. Sell it all. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll try to find another company to get it back. And I'm I done just, with this shit. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I ended up cashing all that out. And, um, and then, of course, you watch it over the next week or two, and it's like, oh, it went back up six cents. It's like, oh, I probably should have not. But you don't ever. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't ever know. So it's tough. It's I, a tough thing. I got bored during COVID and put a few grand into like crypto and stocks, and they're all fucking tanked now. I'm just, I, I just downloaded Robinhood. The only time. The only yeah, time. that's what I went through too. Yeah, Robinhood. Yeah, no, yeah. I actually did Coinbase. I do, I, I'm right. just hoping. <laughs> You know, it'll just level out with inflation in ten years or something. <laughs> I say I, I used to use okay. I used to use Robinhood. That's what I did the Dogecoin at, and that's when it got me into it. To be honest with you, Dude, honestly, Max got is a Max, genius. Matt, oh, Max got yeah. Yeah, he this kid we we had him on. That was one of our first few episodes. He he bought into Bitcoin when he was like fifteen or something like. 15 cents? No, when he when was, was like 15 years It was old. probably like under a it dollar. Was, it was under a dollar. Um, probably bought a bunch of it. He bought a ton of it. And then it went up. It's cleared millions like or something. 25 grand or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He probably cleared a lot of M's. <laughs> but yeah, that shit is, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's a, it's a risky thing. 
Yeah, I was kind of, I kind of messed up on the hype with Musk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's my poll when he tweeted about it. It hit 70. Everybody I, pulled. I, I pulled. That's what fucks everybody else I know, over. And I pulled. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I pulled. I'm sorry. Yeah, I pulled. I put a hundred into it at like two cents. I put a I put a I put a hundred dollars in it point zero two cents. I cleared like I think it was like seventeen or something. That was not much, but I just I was like fuck it, I'll throw a hundred dollars on it. I guess I didn't. I'm just ignorant to the whole you know utilization of crypto to people using it to buy stuff. Like that's another thing. I don't even understand it, but they're like you know. I think I was just caught up into the, you know, it seemed like it was like three cryptos that were like dominating the, the says Bitcoin, yeah. what, Ethereum, Ethereum, Ethereum. And Dogecoin, and I was like, Dogecoin, I was like, is obviously like what it's worth in a sense of, you know, sense to what these others are. And I'm like, it's being mentioned with these companies, these other two. And it's like, why is it me? So I was just kind of banking on that, you know, but it was a popularity thing, I guess. The one thing that makes sense to me, though, is that like Bitcoin has a limited amount where like the U.S. dollar, they can just print more, you Mm -hmm. know. So like Bitcoin is limited to how many Bitcoins you can have. Like it's there's a limited amount forever. Bitcoin backed by anything. Mm. It's not backed by anything. So that's that's sketchy. Yeah. People it's, claim it is, but it's truly not. No. Back by I, I heard this one guy, this, I don't know, I forget his name. He's some old guy, influencer. He's like, I know who's behind Bitcoin. He's like, I know who started it. And if you guys knew, you would run as fast as you could. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck's that guy? I don't know. I'm going to get on TikTok and say that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Cool, man. Well, thank you yeah, man. for coming through. Yes, sir. Um, anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? Uh... What's coming up? Um, I don't know. Just stay tuned for them Terry Perry's ice cream videos. No, <laughs> Charlie C steak videos. I'm gonna I'm gonna dislike the Hidden Valley. Videos. <laughs> <laughs> you sick fuck. <laughs> um, stay we'll, tuned for the Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream we'll, uh, video. We'll put your Instagram in the description. So go right. give them a follow. It's down below. Can you know um, what the fuck it is. Like, comment, subscribe. Otherwise, you're a big fat pussy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Peace. Peace, bitches.